You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about relinquishing control. Okay, I absolutely love that song. It's Higher Wire by Eric Church. I just went to the show last weekend, as I told you in my last episode. And, oh my gosh, that show was crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Yeah, like I talked about, I was going to the private party beforehand. And back in the day, like back before he's what he is now, I mean, these private parties used to be like 25 or 50 people. And they used to have it um, prior to CMA Fest, um, which is also coming up this week in Nashville. Um but you know those shows would be like or those parties would be like really small and then over the years it grew like 100 and maybe 200 people and so this year they were doing this big outdoor tailgate party before the concert and I was like and you had to be invited right it wasn't you couldn't buy your way in you had to be invited and so I was like, okay, like maybe, you know, like 300 people or so. And oh my God, I got there. There were probably a thousand people there, literally. It was insane. And it was so hot. Like it was, I don't know, probably a hundred degrees. And it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was really nice. So because they had like food trucks for us, like they give you a ticket. And then like Jack Daniels was there, of course. They had a whiskey barrel there for everyone to sign. And then, you could do the screen printing on your t-shirts with this company here called hip hues. They do screen printing. And so, I mean, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun, but it was, I was surprised. I was like completely shocked. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is where this is at now. And so afterwards we all went of course to the show and we were in the pit and we had like a great time and he played like, Oh, I don't know, over three hours. Like he played at 1230 in the morning, set the record for Nissan, like over 56,000 people. Like he beat Taylor Swift, like just crazy, crazy, crazy night, but so much fun. So much fun. So yeah, so that was last week. So, um, this week in Nashville starts CMA Fest, which if you've never been or heard of it, it's, it's just a crazy week of, it's basically free concerts. Like it's this big, like party of course, but they shut down Broadway. Like they have all these stages. Like there's these, the huge, um, shows at Nissan again, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like all the stars are out. Like everybody's in town for it. So you can pretty much see anybody anywhere. Cause everybody's in town. And I said this year I wasn't going to go because I was like, it's like after last week, it was like so much, you know, like it's just sometimes so much. And I live here. So it's not as, um, you know, it, we always laugh about it. Like my friends and I, about how, we're so spoiled because we live here and we get like all this stuff just becomes normal. And so I know it's not, but it is like, because just being exposed to it here. And so I said, Oh no, no, we all said, we're not going, we're not going. Well, that didn't end up happening. So tomorrow night we're going, they're doing this free concert at, um, there's these two bars over in Midtown called winners and losers, which are right next to each other. Um, really fun bars. And they do this thing called whiskey jam. If you've, if you ever come to Nashville and you are able to go to whiskey jam, I highly recommend that. Like those shows are so great. They're up and coming artists, like just so great. Um, but for so it's usually held inside losers like in the bar part but for CMA Fest they do Sunday Monday Tuesday and they um open up the street and they block off the um 
I think it's the street or the parking lot, but it's outside and they have a big stage and it's free. Everybody comes out. So uh, tomorrow night is the Cadillac three. And then Dirk's Bentley, they have this parody band called hot country nights. And so they're playing tomorrow night. So, um, we're going to go to that. And then Wednesday we got tickets to the CMT awards. Um, I went to that last year and I was actually in a Florida Georgia line video last year. Like it was really crazy, funny, fun, but, um, it's just that kind of stuff happens like during the CMA, uh, during CMA week. So, um, and then Friday we're going back to Nissan, Eric's playing again and Carrie Underwood. And I don't even know a bunch of people. So, um, yeah, so much for not going to that this year, but it, it's a lot of fun. And if you ever get the chance to come, um, there's nothing like it. Like <laughs> there's absolutely nothing like it. All right. So, oh, and one other update for you. Um, my patents are pending for my invention. So more to come on that. I'll be talking about that a little later. All right. So let's get on to this week's topic. So I want to talk about relinquishing control because this is something I've been working with over the past couple of weeks. And, um, I feel like relinquish is an interesting word and I chose it because it is interesting and it's a kind of an attention grabber because it's not one that you, I don't know. It's not one I use all the time. And I actually had to look up how to spell it because I, I, I never used this word. And so and I, then I looked at the definition of it and it said to voluntarily cease to voluntary cease to keep or claim or to give up and, and to give up. Right. So I feel like that's something that's off. It, it's just not talked about that much in this hustle and grind and repeat world that we live in. Right. Where, I, I mean, it's not uncommon to hear people talk about, you know, and brag about how hard they worked, how many hours they worked or how little sleep they get or, or any other form of this, like suffering in the name of, looking noble, like in the perceived eyes of others or, or to get what they want in life, right? Like to get what you want. Like, I think it's common for most people to feel they have to be like struggling to get that. But what I've found in my own life is that sometimes all that pushing and the forcing and the chasing, like, Oh God, it gets old, right? It gets so old and and we wear, we wear ourselves out with it. And, And then at some point it becomes unsustainable. And that's really what, you know, a couple of years ago or two and a half years ago now that led me to change my life, like, and where, why I'm sitting here today talking to you on this podcast. But it's, it's like that at some point it's, it it just becomes, like I said, unsustainable. We just can't do it anymore. So this week I wanted to dig into that topic of relinquishing control in our own lives and, and how in doing so we make room for the very thing that we are trying so hard to get. Right. When we give up that control and we stop the pushing and the forcing and the fighting, it's, it's like we clear out the, the negative energy around that and allow the good, the thing that we actually want to come in. And as always this week, take what resonates with you from the show and leave the rest. All right. So recently in my journal, I wrote this, I wrote, I give up, let it be (laughs) like, that's where I was at. I give up, let it be. And I said, this is my motto right now. Like, and for a while I've been feeling this resistance to some things in my life. And because of that, as I've been looking back over the past couple of weeks, I I can see where I've been trying too hard and and I've been trying to push and force things that really didn't need to be pushed or forced. And, And I've been trying to like solve, I put in quotes, solve these problems that really weren't problems to begin with. But I think for me, it's like I have this old default habit or, or these stories where I feel the need to solve or analyze something that really maybe doesn't need to be that way. And it's really easy for me to fall back into that if I'm not paying attention to my thoughts. And so I've really been looking at that and I want to give you a couple of examples of this resistance that I'm talking about and how I worked through it and how this motto of giving up and letting it be served me in this situation. 
Okay, so the first example is about being single. Like, I am single, and for some reason, it pisses me off that I'm single. <laughs> and I've been wanting not to be single. And and, and so I, it's like I was putting up all this resistance to being single, which wasn't letting anyone new into my life. And it was actually causing me a lot of unnecessary pain and, and like suffering on the topic. And so when I talk about being resistant to being single. I want to be clear here because I'm not talking about just picking anyone for the sake of being with a partner, right? Like anyone can do that. But what I'm talking about here is finding the right partner. Like, because I'm still dating, I'm still meeting people, I'm still going out, but I was going through this like, like resistance to being single. And my brain, like yours, maybe likes to start down all these paths of these terrible stories. Like you're running out of time or you're too old or you're never going to find somebody or all the good ones are taken or you're never going to find a great partner without kids and and blah, blah, blah. And obviously those things don't feel good and they make me mad. (laughs) And then I start to build up this resistance to it. Like, no, that's not what I want. But yet I keep thinking the thought about it and I know that it's not what I want yet. I'm spending a lot of time thinking those thoughts of what I don't want. And, you know, we've talked about that. We talk about it all the time on the show. We know what that brings. We know what it brings. It brings more proof of the things that I don't want because I'm focusing, you know, we get what we think about and our thoughts create our reality. And if we keep thinking about those things that we don't want, that's what we're going to get. And that's what's been happening to me. So I started noticing this pattern and finally I just got sick of it. And I said to myself, you know what? Okay. You're single. Here you are. You're single. You are single. Accept it. Even if it's not what you want, you're single. And then all of a sudden I felt like this tension, like release from me. It's like I relinquished the control over this. And once I did that and I acknowledged it and and the acknowledgement was a big part of it. Like obviously I knew that I was single, but it was like, I was fighting that in my mind, like that I didn't want to be. So I just acknowledged it and, and I gave up, I gave up and I let it be what it is. And I just accepted that. And in that, I saw the humor in this. I saw the humor and how serious I was taking all of it. Like, okay, you're single. Yes. But guess what? Look at all these other amazing things you have going for you. Like I live in an awesome city. I have amazing friends. I do all the things I love pretty much whatever I want. Like I go see live music. I travel. I invented something and I have patents pending. Right. And and there's so many other amazing things in my life. And it was exactly what I needed to let that tension go and shift my focus And what it took for me was to relinquish that control of the thing that I didn't want that it had, that had, that it had over me. And I want to be clear when I say I gave up, I don't mean I give up like, fuck it. I'm never dating again. And I'm going to be single the rest of my life and have this like bad attitude about it. That's not what I mean at all. At all. For me, it, it, it was an acknowledgement of where I am and understanding that, yes, I'd like to be somewhere else, but also a knowing that I can't get there to where I want to go by holding on to this energy and resisting it. Right. It, it was a perspective shift for me. And it's a, like an easing up on myself in the situation and realizing it's not the end of the world. Like I'm making out to be making it out to be like, right. Like we have a tendency, I think most of us do to, um, make everything into a catastrophe. Like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Like it's only this or it's only that. It's either if I don't meet someone tomorrow that I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And it's like, no, no, there are so many other possibilities, right? There's a limited, uh, there is a limitless amount of possibilities, but when we're in that, that mode of, you know, resisting it or, uh, mad about it. Like I was, we shut ourselves off to all those other options that are available to come in. And so 
in that, you know, in that, um, uh, that I give up, right? Again, it's not like me saying I, I'm never dating again. It's just, it's, it's like this, this, uh, it's this release of the resistance and the perspective shift. And it helps me to ease up myself, ease up on myself and just focus on that. You know what? Actually, okay. That's one area of your life, but you have all these other good things going for you. And, and I can just relinquish my control about the situation. And in that I change my energy and I allow the thing that I want to come in because I'm looking at it with different eyes. I'm seeing it in a different perspective. I'm not all amped up about it and pissed off and like in this, um, these lower vibrational feelings of like, um, you know, fear or worry or distress. Like I'm not in that place anymore. I'm, I'm moving to a different energetic state where I'm feeling more open and expansive and limitless. Like, and I'm letting all of that come in. So that's, that was one area where I practiced this. I give up and let it be with, with relinquishing control. The second example is around my weight and body image. And I've talked about this before on the show and as it relates to this topic of relinquishing control, I pretty much did the same thing as I, with the being single, I, I was like, you know what? Okay. My body isn't a hundred percent where I want it to be, but you know what? I, I'm not going to have this fight until I'm 80 years old with myself about this, right? I, I'm not going to keep doing this. I see I, I've, there's people I've known over the years on social media, like vaguely knew them, but over the years, see them try every single possible diet, whatever the fad is, see them suffer at great lengths for these programs or dietary restrictions and all these things. And I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying this as an observation that nothing changed for them. It was like always on to the next thing and always like in this place of more or better, or I'm doing wrong. So I must, there's something wrong with me. So I must fix it. And I, I've, I've been there too. I, I know those feelings. And I guess what I'm saying with this is I'm sick of that. Like I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm not going to keep having this argue argument with myself and making myself feel like shit on this topic for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm just not doing it anymore. I've, I've come to that place. And Yes. Okay. My body isn't 100% where I want it to be, but it's where I am today. And, and instead of falling into that comparison trap of comparing myself to other bodies that I think I should be like, you know, I actually stopped myself and I was like, you know, wait a minute. No, I have a body. She has a body. Everyone has bodies. Everyone is different. And one is not right or wrong. It just is. It, it just is. And that provided so much relief for me. And it helped me to let go of that control, to relinquish that control I was trying to have over the situation. And I also stopped doing workouts I thought I should, in quote, should be doing. And I switched it up. And I went to a new boot camp, a new boot camp class, I actually like. And Another thing I was doing, I had been holding on to these clothes that I wanted to fit into again. And, and some of them were like really old too. Like I didn't even want to wear the clothes. I just wanted to fit into them. Like that was the goal. And I was like, wait, no, like, no, I am free to grow and change. And I'm not limited to these clothes from like five or eight years ago, whatever it is. Because every time I went into my closet, every time those clothes would catch my eye, there was like some specific things that I can remember they would catch my eye and I would instantly be pissed off, like instantly be pissed off that I don't fit into them. And then I would start this like unconscious body shaming going on into my mind. Like, so that every time I walked in the closet, I felt like shit and I was sick of that. And so I cleared out the closet of all these offending items and I bought new clothes and I bought clothes that I feel good in. I don't care about the size. I don't care what, you know, I, I, I want to feel good in what I'm wearing. And in that I gave up the control about it. 
And I was like, again, okay, I'm not the way I prefer, but you know what? I have a body and it's a good body and I'm healthy and I can move. I'm free to do what I want when I want. And I'm giving up this control of what I think it should be so I can relax a little and let what I do want come in. Right? Like, like the relationship example above, I was taking this way too seriously and focusing on what I didn't have, like focusing on this, this quote, ideal body that I thought I should be in. But, but what if my body is ideal right now? Like what, what makes it that it's not ideal, right? Because it's mine. I'm in it and I'm living. And so why, why keep having this like fight with myself? And I gave up, right? I gave up the fight and I just let it be. I relinquished my control and I started doing things that felt good. So what I want can come in, right? It, 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 it's like, it, it cleared the space. It cleared the energy. And I don't know. I have no idea if I've lost weight because I don't weigh myself because that doesn't feel good to me. I don't like that measurement. I don't want to do that. It just doesn't feel good to me. But what I have noticed is I feel good. Like I feel good in my body. I feel good doing these new workouts. Like I feel, I like it. It's challenging. It's different. It's fun. It's like new people. I like it. And I feel good in my new clothes. And that's what matters to me. My coach Jennifer would say that both of these examples are a great opportunity to love myself more. And while I would initially roll my eyes at this and be like, whatever, I do agree with her. And I know she has a very valid point in both of these examples. It gives me a chance to step back and get out of those shitty thoughts that I keep letting myself think, right? Like just that perpetual loop of crap. And it's really caring so much about how I feel that I won't let myself live in that terrible mental cage, right? That I kept putting myself in and it's loving myself enough to give up the control that I think I have, right? Cause control is an illusion anyway. And, and, and just let it be and take the seriousness out of it so I can relax a little and have fun. And I think ultimately it, it allowed me to give up the fight with myself and to make peace with what is and feel some relief so I can just get on with my life and enjoy it. So as you move forward this week, my question to you is, where can you give up? Where can you give up and just let it be? Where can you relinquish some control so you find some relief for you and realize it's not really all that serious, right? I give up. Let it be. That's the motto I've been living by the past few weeks, and it's enabled me to totally reframe my thoughts, and I really hope it does the same for you as well. All right. So that's it for this week. I'm going to recap the show. I'll talk about songs and then I will close this out. So, all right. So to recap the show, we talked about the word relinquish in this episode and its meaning, which is to voluntarily cease to keep or claim or just to give up. And I talked about my motto that the past few weeks has been, I give up and just let it be. And that that's a way I used to soften resistance around some things I didn't particularly want in my life, but pushing against them weren't getting me anywhere. And in fact, that pushing was causing me a lot of angst and frustration. And so I started to adopt this motto of, I give up and let it be. And that allowed me to really acknowledge what my current state was, even if it wasn't ideal, right? But it allowed me to acknowledge it and then start to soften my resistance around it so I could get to a better feeling place. Relinquishing my perceived control, perceived being, you know, control is all about perception. It allowed me to lighten up and see it wasn't too serious after all and go from these feelings of fear and angry and worry to to more expansive feelings of limitlessness and being excited and open about what's to come. It helped me drop the shoulds from what I was doing and go after what feels good. 
And ultimately, it helped me to see these as opportunities to love myself a little more and stop this internal battle with myself and the constant feeling like shit and and allowed me to make peace with what is so I could feel some relief and get on with my life, right? Get on with my life. Like not still having this fight about what my body should be when I'm 85 years old. Giving up doesn't mean I'm done with it or I adopt some bad attitude about it. It just means I give up the pushing and the forcing and these these ultimate, ugh, these terrible feelings. So I change my energy around the topic and let what I do want come in. I really hope this episode helps you this week as in adopting the motto that I give up and let it be in the same way I did and, and see, um, you know, see what it does for you. I really, I really do hope it helps you like it did me. All right. Closing out with songs today. So intro song I mentioned was higher wire by Eric church. This song is on repeat for me right now. When that album came out, I I heard the song, but I never really got back to it. And then I heard it again at the show last weekend. I was like, wait, I forgot about this song. And the one part of the song where he goes, um, Benedictine baby, chartreuse, snake oil lady, Appalachian moonshine, crazy Bible belt, in a sinner's fire, love on a higher wire. And then like, there's one part in the song where he goes, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And he goes like really long, like longer than you think he would go. And I don't know. I love the song. I think it's just, I really like it. I like the vibe. I like the way it feels. Uh, okay. Outro song was joy by Bastille. This is one of the newer songs. Um, Oh, joy, when you call me, I was giving up. Oh, I was giving in. Joy set my mind free. I was giving up. Oh, I was giving in. So that there's a lot of a lot there that plays into this week's um, theme or this week's topic of relinquishing. Like, joy set my mind free. Like, when we relinquish, we set our minds free, and it allows us to be in that state of joy. And then giving up, right? I talked about giving up and just letting it be. Like, giving up and... and giving in to me, at least it, it allows me to set my mind free and it helps me access that feeling of joy. Like, which is, you know, one of the highest vibrating feelings you can have. And in that state of joy, that's where all the good stuff comes. That's where we want to be. And that's where, um, you know, when we're able to relinquish our control, we set our minds free and there we are. So that's it for this week on our topic of relinquishing control. I would really love to know your thoughts and if you have any questions. So please feel free to email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. Visit my website, sloanfremont.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at sloanfremont. If you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it in iTunes so more people can find me. Abracadabra, now go forth and create what you speak. Oh, joy.